You're listening to Once, episode 108, The Heart of the Truest Believer, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We are so happy to be back at this and happy to have you listening to us again. We've got a great season coming forward. I really think we've got some cool stuff coming up. Mermaids! <laughs> there are mermaids. We're mermaids. Is this really episode 108 First of the podcast? episode of season of three. Which, what's Mermaids. significant about the number 108, Jeremy? Lost. Lost, yeah, because 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And guess what? What? Now everybody's on an island and they can't figure out how to get off. And the island is full of mystery. And oh, mermaids! And mermaids. And no one said they can't figure out how to get off. Hook said, well, I yeah. spent a very long time trying to figure out how to leave this place. Yeah. And Pan even said that it's hard to leave. Yeah, and, he was and, explaining that to Henry. Yeah, and Felix said to Greg and Tamara that they couldn't leave. So these are just just <laughs> <laughs> spit on your laptop. That is the appropriate reaction. That is my new response when Felix is mentioned. Oh, okay. these are <clears throat> our initial reactions to uh, this episode of Once Upon a Time: The Heart of the Truest Believer, the season three premiere. So we're going to be a bit all over the place, but we have our full discussion coming up on Wednesday at eight p.m. Eastern Time. That's GMT minus five while we are in Eastern Daylight Time. But once Daylight Saving Time switches, that'll be GMT minus four. But that's at oncepodcast.com/live. That is a different time than we normally are live when we do our full discussions. But please send your feedback, your theories about this episode of Once Upon a Time. You can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website. And we'd love to incorporate your theories and feedback in our upcoming full discussion of this episode of Once Upon a Time. But let's get into this. We're going to be all over the place. That's fine. (laughs) Because things just pop in and out as they go. Like arrows in people's backs. (laughs) Speaking of that, I think I know why they killed Tamara off. Or tomorrow. Because she's not on the show anymore? This is no offense to the actress if this is not accurate. (laughs) But I think I saw a baby belly. (laughs) I I think they were planning for quite a while to kill her off. And our chat room, I was watching the live chat while we were all watching the show together in Eastern and Central Time. Our chat room was going crazy with joy and glee when they saw... Uh, Greg get his shadow ripped out of him. Oh it's gosh. best to do it quickly. I'm it telling you, it was then. not like that, Felix. <laughs> it was more like <laughs> rip, rawr, rip. Anyway, just, I'll have to. I'll have to look closer during our second watch to confirm that. You know what I really like, though. Oh, aren't you the doctor? <laughs> 
<laughs> I really like it when a show does not kill off characters before a hiatus or a season finale. I mean, like when they kill them off in the next season, because I remember Star Trek did this. They lost one of their cast members. And so they killed them in the last episode of that season because they couldn't get that cast member to renew for the no. next season. And, and that's so typical. It's like right before you're going to end a season, you kill off the characters that you couldn't renew their contract. Why well, I, I appreciate then that they waited until this episode to kill off Greg and Tamara. Eh, I don't know. Well, I don't know that Greg's dead, but I don't Tamara, think Greg's dead. It made Tamara feel a little bit like leftovers. Yeah, she was killed and then killed again. That was cruel, although I saw it coming as soon as he walked up. But I think we were supposed to. And our chat room was cheering. I felt sorry for Tamara. I did. Well, she was kind of... She was kind of, you know, evil. Yeah. She was lying. So Greg and Tamara thought they were in Neverland to destroy Neverland, the mother load of magic. Which previously they described Storybrooke as the never- mother load of magic. Which, hello, logic error number one. You thought you were going to destroy the location of the home office that you reached via magic? What? They don't ask questions. They just don't. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, I really... I think the whole theory about the Darlings was far more interesting than what the home office ended up being. But I guess we're kind of done with that whole storyline. Yeah, there is no home office. It's been Felix and the Lost Boys (laughs) ever since then. No, Pan's the home office. Well, yeah. We kind of knew that, but I mean, I guess at least they didn't I didn't know that. They didn't make us watch Greg and Tamara traipse through the jungle with Henry for like three episodes before they finally, like getting instructions from the home office before they finally told us what we already knew. So I guess that's fine. Although I guess I was sort of hoping for something a little more, I don't know, organized. Well, Rumpelstiltskin said, or Mr. Gold said that they didn't even know who they were working for. And they didn't basically tell us the answer at the end of last year. So it's not, I mean, a lot of the theories were probably just sort of fun fan fiction in a way, but I like that. They did give us a lot of episodes in, I mean, a lot of answers (laughs) in this episode. So I never land has made me a little dyslexic. Like we now know how beans work. Neil explained it. (laughs) Yeah. Which hello called it. Thank you. And, uh, we know that the home office is really Peter Pan and his gang. A bunch of well, teenagers. With, yeah, well, I'll come up with the right word for what they do later. <laughs> because it's all they do, but I'll come up with the right word for it. We know who Peter Pan is, which I was a little surprised that we met him so early <sighs> in the season. I don't know that I was surprised, except the funny thing is I had already sort of seen who was cast and i still didn't realize I did until too. the end <laughs> i think all three of us did because when uh when we watched daniel and i looked at each other and we said i didn't remember what he looks like <laughs> well, yeah because jenny and i got to see a press screening of this ahead of time and it was still just as good the second time around even better but i 
Still mad about that. I remember theorizing that this actor, Robbie Kay, who plays Peter Pan, mm-hmm. we had talked about he looks like he would be a Peter Pan, but the description of him just said it was a lost boy or some boy who ran away from the Lost Boys, something like that. It gave it a very vague description. But when I saw him in this episode the first time, not remembering what Robbie Kay looked like and how much mm-hmm. we theorized it was Peter Pan, as soon as I saw him, I thought, nah, it's Peter Pan. Really? Just because of the way the story would go that Peter Pan might be the one who just tries to ally himself next to Henry and tests him or tricks him in some way. But then I started, when I first watched this, I started thinking, are they maybe against each other? The Lost Boys are working against Peter Pan if Mm. Peter Pan is on the run and the Lost Boys are chasing them, or is this all part of a rouge? A ruse? (laughs) A ruse, yes. Um, It actually made some of my early criticisms better. Because when we first met him, I was like, he sort of like explained his story too simply. He's like, I was, but I got away, and now they're looking for me too. Like, okay, a little subtlety would have been good, but it was a lie. And then he said that he knew some caves where they wouldn't be found, but it was really far. And I'm going... So, because it's a little too far to go to the caves, you've just been running around the jungle until you met Henry, And but caves were a lie, too. So, cool. The cave is a lie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about that intro scene? The very first scene. This reminds me oh. of the second season premiere. We saw Neil in New York City, mm-hmm. and it was never touched again in that episode referred to anything and it left us theorizing i feel like this opening scene with emma giving birth gives us a little bit of that that they didn't really touch on what happened so much but it was, was something we were familiar That's... with henry was born we were familiar yeah, with that. it wasn't disorienting at all and we knew who was involved um but for a moment they just about could have simply pulled footage from the 2009 star trek movie <laughs> But <laughs> do you even understand? You're moving on. Do you know why I said yes, that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because Emma gave birth to Captain Kirk. Yes. In, Sorry, that might it be was a spoiler. Pretty, it was pretty much the same. It was just like they came in at the same time. She's screaming. She's yeah. It was it was almost the same scene. But what even was, lights flickering. Well, the lights <laughs> flickering. That was awesome. I want that to happen at our firstborn's birthing. That's where I think we're gonna going to start theorizing a lot because what caused the lights to flicker was it emma or was it henry or was it true yes think back to the pilot episode think back to the pilot episode when emma and henry came into storybrooke remember that light burst and sparked when they came in forgot about was it really emma that did it all along we've thought it was emma was it really emma or was it maybe henry what light burst in the Pilot episode. It was kind of like just in the foreground. Yes, yeah. you said that. At, at nighttime, when <laughs> Emma and Henry come back into Storybrooke, when Emma is bringing Henry home to his mom, when they get what? out of the car oh. and he says, like, uh, 124 not telling you street, and she stops the car and they get out of the car, that's one of the first scenes that we get to see of this town, Storybrooke, and the camera is panned out in a way that you see a light, um, like, burst and uh, fizzle out so one of them has this super ability to burst lights or it's just something that happens to lights in our world when 
when events, magical people when prophesied events begin to unfold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so is it Emma or is it Henry we that caused that? And or is or, it significant at all? Yeah. Well, I think it is significant. I kind of in thought some it was, way. But I kind of thought it wasn't. Well, you know what's significant? What? People who leave kind iTunes reviews for us. It's true. It is. And I want to thank Caped Cow for leaving a review for us in iTunes. And that's at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. And they said something really nice. They said, once podcast is as good, if not better, than the official ABC podcast for the show. Aww. Thank you so much. That's by Once a Believer, actually, is how they go by uh, in oh. our chat room. I was going to thank the cow name. What was that? <laughs> caped cow. Thanks, caped cow. CC. So C-C. thank you so much. Your reviews encourage us and they help other people find the podcast too. You can go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes to subscribe with iTunes if you're not already subscribed or leave a rating and especially a written review. We really appreciate those. And let me let you in on a little secret. We're launching our Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast <gasps> within a week. And when it releases, what we need you to do is, even if you don't use iTunes, please subscribe to it with iTunes and leave a written review. It's like a virtual Care Bear stare (laughs) in favor of the podcast. Yes. That makes me think of Emma's Care Bear stare. (laughs) It'll be like Blitz marketing once we launch it. So that'll be at wonderlandpodcast.com when that's available. While we're watching the recap. At that moment, I wanted to say, Care Bear Stare! <laughs> that's how it's kind of referred to. Emma's Care Bear Stare. <laughs> yes. I loved seeing Rumpelstiltskin back in Rumpelstiltskin outfit, but he's no longer got the dark, dark one skin. He's not quite himself yeah. yet. Okay, so... Was that the wardrobe change Hook was referring to? Yes. yes. Okay, because I thought he was looking at David, and I couldn't remember what David had been wearing because I had already been thinking about it. Because it's like he he walks up, and he's not he doesn't really have any lines, so he just kind of has this look on his face, and I interpreted, I'm talking about David, I interpreted it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I took that to mean that he was sort of standing there going, what? Yes, I redid my hair, and it got longer. Just don't don't look at me. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm normal. I'm just like I was before we went through the portal. No, it was Rumpelstiltskin. I hope that David's hair just continues to get two inches longer every day as long as he's in Neverland and he's the only one and nobody ever explains it. They'll It'll just be on never his address face. it. <laughs> It'll be everywhere. And, and hair. Mr. Gold. I'm not even sure what to call him anymore because he's now dressed as Rumpelstiltskin, but he's we, Mr. Gold. Maybe we should call him Rumpelgold. But he also no longer needs his cane. Nope. He's yeah. turning into Rumpelstiltskin oh, yeah. again. He's oh. not quite there because he doesn't have his little evil cackle kind of thing. But he did his little flourish. Yeah, but it was kind of like, whatever, like, you know, this is what you know of me, so I guess I'll do it. <laughs> or <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin is so silly, maybe. Maybe he was thinking, like, his past self was silly. I don't maybe. know. I don't know either. I think it's a little weird. Yeah. Well, I think he's transitioning right now, and that's that's what it is. Or or he's both, and they just think that that's a good explanation, and they're just not going to do the makeup. <laughs> well, it certainly saves them the time of putting the makeup on and his taking it off. I want Spare to no see expense. him 
golden again. <laughs> I want to see him like with his spooky eyes and his long nails and his evil cackle and his maybe he fun voice. Maybe he will. That I would hope be interesting so. if he starts to revert now that I he's back so. there. Well, Regina did. Regina reverted. Well, she used magic in an evil way. And did Regina split off from everyone else when Emma declared herself as the leader? Uh, I was taking uh, notes at that. Is that what no. she did? <laughs> I did she follow along? I I know this will come up more. Um, they're saying in the I chat room. I think we'll no, find out she, next they, episode. Yeah. So she did follow the. Thank you, chat room, for correcting that. But kind of reluctantly. I could see her splitting off. Maybe she and Rumpel meeting up and joining forces in some way. Maybe not. They just better not spend a lot of time fighting like they did tonight because, frankly, yeah, that needed to stop. <laughs> what what followed Emma into the ocean when she jumped in? Oh, it was the, some, some of the rigging. But did it fly straight at her, like, yeah. magically? Why? It, well, it not magically. Down. It just fell on her head and well, knocked her out. it sure looked like it zoomed at an angle straight at her. I thought it flew into the water and tied her up or something at first. Yeah. It was strange. It just fell and hit her on the head. I want to heed. Well, all right, then. Coincidence? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Thank you so much for voting for us and nominating our podcast in the podcast awards last year. It's that time again this year. We need your help. The nominations are open October 1st through 15th, and you can only submit podcast nominations once. So please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can nominate all of our podcasts because we've got a bunch that we nom- want nominated for several categories like people's choice, best produced, business, comedy, education, entertainment, religion, inspiration, and technology. We've got podcasts for each of those. So please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can support us this year in the podcast awards because we really really appreciated your support last year and it was because of your support that we were finalists in the awards in several categories and we even won one award which was amazing to win a podcast award in the competition so please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to see how you can support us again this year what is up with that doll? That's what I want to know, too. And why does it make Rumpelstiltskin cry? At first, I was thinking this was maybe something that belonged to Neil. Because this is reminding Rumpelstiltskin that Neil is supposedly dead or gone. And he spent all of this time looking for him, and now I... he's lost him. But then again, what did Felix say? He said, the thing's we haven't thought about in years, still have the ability to make us cry. Maybe there's a chunk missing. and Maybe that's why Rumpelstiltskin knows Neverland so well. He's been there before. So I bet that's a chunk of history we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And um, I made notes during the recap, and I really enjoyed something that one of the writers said. They said, because you have no future, you have to face your past. In Neverland. So, in Neverland. So I think that is definitely in, in reference to the doll. Yeah. Because he's going to have to face his past. So that makes me wonder, is there some kind of family relationship between Rumpel and Peter Pan? I didn't even think about that. We, we theorized about this before, that maybe they were brothers. 
or maybe Peter Pan is even Rumpelstiltskin's father. Oh, I see. Well, there's a big chunk of history missing. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible to even just a balefire thing, and it's just he hasn't really dealt with missing his childhood. Well, he said the things. Felix said the things we haven't thought about in years. Yeah. Well, which right. makes it seem like it's something from the past, not something. Well, about Neil. Rumpelstiltskin's been there before. Yeah. I think that was made very clear. So that's the chunk of history we're missing. And initially he was welcome there mm-hmm. as long as he didn't interfere. Yep. So a lot to talk about. I know there will be a lot of theories on what is up with that doll. And then what does Peter Pan need Henry's heart for? I don't know. But it was kind of creepy how it was talking about henry and his heart as two different entities (laughs) (laughs) you and it are now mine so creepy i think robbie k is doing a great job i think so because he's not uh he doesn't seem like he's faking it just the way his his eyes look that's what good acting is supposed to portray yeah (laughs) he's doing a good job he transitioned from from (laughs) And, and he looked innocent at first, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he turned into this menacing Peter Pan. Yeah. And it looks dangerous and unpredictable and scary. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked scary. So I, I think, and chat room is agreeing, too, that Robbie K plays an excellent Peter Pan. Yep. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes from this, because it just seemed like his eyes had this this um like power lust in them mm-hmm. or, or something and it comes back to why does he need henry's heart Some the heart of the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's what? doing a great job i'm looking forward to watching him act some more <laughs> i know why why he has some lights at home that he just cannot get to turn off for some reason like something about neverland but henry's heart can turn off lights the truest believer can oh. turn off lights. there you go and you have figured out this I entire season absolutely i have here's a thought <laughs> When was the last time a heart was needed of something very important? Regina's true love. The thing you love most. Curse. Oh, the curse. For the curse. Yeah. Regina's curse. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I was talking about... I don't know what I was talking about. I don't either. (laughs) They needed the heart of the thing you love most to create the curse. His heart. Yeah. Now, here's Henry. Henry Jr. Who has... Henry's on the show. Just don't... Their hearts. Their hearts are... <laughs> His heart is has some kind of power to it, and Peter Pan wants it for something. Electromagnetic, actually. May, maybe he... Lost reference. Maybe he... <laughs> has in mind his own kind of curse or maybe it will be a way to break his curse like what if peter pan is power hungry and he's somehow cursed to stay on neverland so that even when the curse hit the dark curse hit it did not take peter pan away from neverland because he's cursed that he has to stay there he wants to get out of neverland and rule with this great magical power so you're you're saying that perhaps on this mysterious island is trapped a being very old, one form of which is a dark, smoky-like entity, 
And all he wants is to leave the island. Exactly. And that's why this is <laughs>、right. so perfect to be episode 108、Whoa. of Once Podcast. Wow. Do we know if I've Pan can. I've been thinking can... about that for weeks. Do, you know, do we know if Pan can fly yet? Oh, yeah. He can. We、the、know his、dust. shadow can fly. Well, but do we know Pan can fly yet? Henry explained how pixie dust works. Oh,、well, yeah, he did. And. Oh. We haven't seen Pan fly yet on his own. May, oh, okay. Maybe. So, maybe、Peter、Henry Pan, just needs to teach him how to fly. <laughs> maybe Pan can't actually use pixie dust. And that's why he needs Henry's heart. No. Because he's so bitter. <laughs> Pan's so. bitter because he can't leave. I don't think so. I think it'll be something weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's only episode one. <laughs> well, nope, that's not it, guys. No. <laughs> can't know it yet. Just can't. If we can, then it's lame. Yeah, like that guy in New York that we said, that's probably Henry's father. Crap, shut up. <laughs> One of the writers said, whatever you know about Peter Pan, put that aside. That's kind of scary. He also said it's not the peanut butter. It's not the、so、peanut butter. This isn't the Peter Pan of your youth or well, the peanut butter. Here's the thing we knew that he was a boy, and that turned out to be true.、Yep. We knew his name was Peter, and that turned out to be true. So, you know what? Okay, so just put everything other than those two things aside. If <laughs> he lives in Neverland.、So、oh, snap. <laughs> okay, but those three things. He associates with the Lost Boys. Okay. <laughs> With, <laughs> let's jump to present day, fairy, present day enchanted forest because, after all, that's where Neil went. And he is alive, thanks to Aurora, Mulan, and Prince Philip. And brings great comedy to it. But we meet the new Robin Hood because he had to be recast、uh, since the guy who played previously. Well, I didn't see his face, so I didn't really miss him. Uh, we, we I, mean, I don't remember his face.、Okay. I'll just say it that way.、Yeah. It, which is a weird move, honestly, because、uh, most shows do not recast people these days.、Mm. Yeah, it, I could see that might have been something like they used him and then realized, oh, wait, we're going to need you again. And then his schedule just filled up before they could record. These episodes. There again, guys, contracts, investments, something. Because, I mean, Peter Pan, you don't think you're going to use him again? Probably you are. Robin Surprise.、Hood. Whatever. Yeah, Robin Hood, one of those you know, well known fairy tale guys. <laughs> I am glad. I think I heard you sigh, a sigh <laughs> of frustration, Jeremy, when Aurora said、Which、something、time? about her dreams. Yes. Yes. That definitely happened. And、um, let's see if I can get the name because I received a tweet just following that from. Hmm. hmm. I'm not sure what that is. Anyway, Amy is her name. She tweeted me and said, Here comes the Red Room. Please don't quit watching the show. <laughs> and she follow- I, I responded, and she followed up by saying that her 11 year old looked at her and said, Jeremy is going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>、uh, that, How that do you feel about、night. being so you know, predictable? Predictable. I pretty well, flat, well, they listen to the show where I pretty well flat out stated if they go back to that burning room, I'm done. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they very clearly closed that door for it us. Was, and Aurora was so upset. She was like,、oh, something's wrong. It's like, calm down. You just didn't have a bad dream. 
you, it's fine. You're okay. Well, I imagine um, Mary Margaret would have a really hard time falling asleep on a ship during a storm. <laughs> yeah, it was a long shot. It was, I don't know. She overreacted. Although um, Aaron J. <laughs> in the chat room, who, by the way, will be our co-host on our Wonderland podcast, Yay. launching soon at wonderlandpodcast.com, points out that, no, the door isn't totally closed. But at least for this particular case, well, I think the door is closed. doorknob is too hot to touch, so just leave it closed. They need to find some other way to communicate, some less annoying way to communicate. Like freaking portals. Well, and, <laughs> and from here... This could go many different directions for how they get off of Neverland. Like, does Neil find a way from present-day fairy tale land to Neverland? Or do do, do the people in Neverland end up somehow back in present-day fairy tale land? Do people end up in Storybrooke? Which, by the way, this is the first episode, I believe, that has not shown Storybrooke at all. Hmm. Right? Um... Oh. I think you're right. Yeah. We were talking about this in the chat room earlier, and it seems like this is... I think so. Tallahassee was one that came to my mind, but there was the very last scene with Henry waking up from the Red Room dream. Mm. So that was Storybrooke. But so really cool that they've shown us just two worlds and nothing um, else and no pasts. No futures or sidewayses or anything like that, but they are, at least for this episode, focusing on just the two worlds. So -hmm. it was very easy to follow what's going on in these two worlds, but now they have multiple perspectives of a single world, multiple groups to track on Neverland, because we've got Rumpelstiltskin, Henry with the Lost Boys and Peter Pan, and we have, um, uh, who's the, the, the quintet of people. Mary Margaret, David, Emma. Let's just call it Team Emma. Yeah. (laughs) Well. She didn't call herself the leader. And it's good that Rumpel went on ahead for the sake of the plot because taking the entire first episode just to get to shore was a little trying for me personally. I was wishing there were two episodes tonight. I was stoked. By seeing mermaids. Well, yes, the mermaids. I mean, honestly, after listening to this podcast, what could they do other than focus on mermaids for a while for Jenny's sake? (laughs) (laughs) I have a thought about the mermaids. Mm -hmm. I think they're so menacing. And I think that Hook doesn't like them because I think they're working with Pan. I think they're connected to Pan. Maybe everything is. You think so? Mm -hmm. I I mean... I I mean, in in lots of Peter Pan versions, the mermaids are in cahoots with Pan. I think maybe they're just all on their own. They're all named Heather, and they're all (laughs) just mean. And Not that all Heathers are mean. Anyway, there's a thing there. And they apparently slap boats with their tails, and apparently that's dangerous. I don't I just, know. I, I think that Hook doesn't like them because they're with Pan. I think that he's had past dealings with them. It's kind of like it's kind of like gold and nuns, only not at all like that. Oh. Except in the grudgy kind of way. Or they you know, I mean that ship slapping that they do would just get old. I mean, Hook has a ship. 
you don't want it being slapped by mermaid tails all the time. I was hoping it was the Kraken. Well, I'm sure we'll save that for another day. You know, as soon... Takes a different shell to call that. As soon as Regina turned the mermaid into wood, I was thinking they should they should mount her on the front of the boat. <laughs> and you were not the only one. I know. You said it too. <laughs> yeah, it just took me a little while longer to think about it. Oh, I was expecting that to happen, but... They never you know, showed her again. What the I know. Happened? She disappeared. Did she fall off the ship? I thought they might turn her back, or maybe she was dead. I thought they'd establish something. I but sure nope. hope they're not going to leave her all, like, disappeared. Three episodes later, they're like, Oh, so, where'd uh, this thing come from? What are we going to do oh, about yeah. this, by the way? Except they're not on the ship anymore right <laughs> That's now. That's true. So. They're on a... So, little, awkward. They're on the island. One other little parallel, and this is the last thing I uh, wanted to talk about here, is did you notice... Or did something seem familiar to you when Rumpelstiltskin and Felix were talking together? And Felix said, there's one more thing. Rumpelstiltskin said, there always is with him. He did? Yes. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds like Rumpelstiltskin himself. With? With Regina. There always is with you. (laughs) Episode two, (laughs) the thing you love most. Mm -hmm. And Rumpelstiltskin's reply, yeah. (laughs) creepy so greg's shadow is out there somewhere and we do now know for sure the shadow is not peter pan but it could be peter pan's shadow or could be someone else's shadow Uh, but they said peter pan rips the shadows but clearly it was the shadow that rips shadows which is really just i don't know a bit self-serving you know i wonder which i I wonder Who rules at Neverland? Is it the shadow that rules or is it Pan that rules? Is Pan ruled by the shadow? Is the shadow ruled by Pan? I think, here's the theory. I'm thinking the shadow is forced into helping Pan and serving him, but the shadow might actually become an ally later on. Because, think (laughs) about this, the shadow was supposed to be looking for a boy. Why did he bring Wendy? Because he's stupid. Maybe Wendy, maybe the shadow thought maybe Wendy would be able to somehow break the curse or maybe. break some kind of curse in Neverland. I he's just stupid. Maybe the shadow just got bored and wanted a story. <laughs> Do you think Peter Pan's afraid of his own shadow? <laughs> okay, but clearly, guys, people should not be without their shadow. So we need to ship Peter and his shadow. So let's vote on Pado oh, or... <laughs> Shan, we'll not, never mind. (laughs) That could get messed up. But anyway, let's pick a good ship name for Peter and his shadow. Shan, wow. That could be. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, they need to be together. Yeah, like peanut butter and jelly. I, I would like to mention something that I did not notice before while watching the recap. I noticed... That while Daniel was alive, he wanted to take Regina, the kind Regina, to Firefly Hill. Did you hear that? Uh, oh yeah. He said, "Let's ride. Let's go ride to Firefly Hill." And who else visited Firefly Hill? You and Daniel. It must be oh, a oh, really right. romantic spot in the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> Firefly Hill. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, lots of fireflies. 
Well, now that we're in a completely different world with Neverland, I a think... A whole new world? <laughs> I think that a lot could happen. I mean, really, anything could happen. Because <laughs> Neverland is a place powered by belief. And mm-hmm. that makes me wonder, really, how powerful is this? Is this how Mr. Gold was able to walk again? Because he believed he could, mm-hmm. and therefore he could. Because remember, he dropped his cane, that whole dramatic thing, right after he was talking about how Neverland is powered by belief and it's a world of imagination. That reminds me of somebody on an entirely different show. Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, did anybody else have a hard time understanding what exactly happened when he dropped the cane at first? No, I think it was oh. a diversion. It, it worked. Yep. Because I was like, what? And it was, is he not there? Oh, where'd he go? (laughs) It was also, I don't know. It was also a bit more dramatic of a way to tell us that, hey, he can walk again. Which didn't even, we didn't see, it's been several months. And I, I, it did not occur to me that, oh, he needs the cane when he's Rumpelstiltskin or when he's not, or I don't know. So I don't know. It was a little lost on me. I'm just wondering if there were others. <laughs> it wasn't until that's what this podcast is here for, though, mm-hmm. to remind us of things like the significance of the lack of cane. And listeners, that's what we need your feedback for as well. Please send us your theories about this episode. You can email feedback at onespodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to onespodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website. We'd love to have your feedback for our upcoming full discussion, which will be at its new time on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's at oncepodcast.com slash live. If you want to know the full schedule for all of our live podcasts that we do, our clean comedy, our Once Upon a Time podcast, that's this one, well, when we do our uh, initial reactions as well, and our Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast, my podcast about how to podcast and all of that, you can look at noodle.mx slash live or oncepodcast.com slash live takes you there for now too. And that has our full show schedule for live shows if you want to check those out. But please send us your feedback and also let the forum know what you thought of this episode, things that you caught. You can chat in the forum over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. It's free to join and participate and you can sign in with a username, password or Twitter account, Facebook, anything like that. And chat there with a whole bunch of other fans of Once Upon a Time. And I'm expecting the forums to explode with new content now. And we've got so much coming up with Once Upon a Time. We want you to be a part of it. So check out all of those things. And all of this, if there's only one address you can remember, make it oncepodcast.com. Because you can subscribe from there. You can send us feedback from there. You can join the forums. You can get the show notes and comment on directly on the things that we talked about in this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 108. And special thanks to Aaron J for writing those show notes for us. And we'd love to hear from you. So send us your feedback, your theories on the heart of the truest believer and let us know what you thought of it. That's feedback at oncepodcast.com or 903-231-2221. Jeremy, Jenny, anything else before we close our initial reactions? Nope. I'm so glad. That there were mermaids. <laughs> so glad. And we haven't even seen Ariel yet, unless she's one of the mean, evil mermaids. Maybe that, that was Ariel. Maybe Ariel's dead, Jenny. 
Shush! <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Why would she be dead? That's just silly. <laughs> You're silly. Hey, well. special thanks also to Dina81, David Newland, Lisa Slack, and Callie Foster for making this episode of One's Podcast possible with their kind donations. We really appreciate that. It helps us keep the podcast going, covers expenses that we have, and it does cost quite a bit to run the podcast. So we really appreciate the support. And if you really enjoy One's Podcast, then please consider a donation of any amount. You can sign up for just a one-time donation or be a subscriber and sign up for automatic monthly donations like Dina, David, Lisa, and Callie have all done. And we're really, really grateful for the support. So please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor to donate today. And thank you, Dina, David, Lisa, and Callie for your support. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at oncepodcast. And you can follow each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. Make sure that you check out the website, oncepodcast.com, and ensure that you are subscribed to receive every episode automatically. And until next time, remember, my mom's coming to get me. Both of them. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to donate to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.